You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, final hour on this Friday. It's a Traeger Meat Friday. Yes, we got chicken wings three ways. I couldn't decide, so uh, Alan, the IT guy, goes, hey, why don't we just do three different types? So sorry that the other Danettes won't be able to enjoy them. It just means more for Paulie and myself and the boys in the back room. But our thoughts will be with you. All right, um, let's recap what we've learned. We've learned a lot today. We talked to Chris Sims. He covers the draft. Chris Sims was saying that he was not a big uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa fan. Didn't think he was a top 10 talent, even without the injuries. We talked about Jordan Love going to the Packers, what that means. I uh, found out the team that was going to move up and take Jordan Love. Just found out this about 15 minutes ago. The Colts were going to move up and take Jordan Love with uh, that pick. That pick in the second round, they were moving up to the first round and they were going to take Jordan Love. We also found out that Chris Sims was the first choice for The Bachelor over Jesse Palmer, who eventually became The Bachelor. Now, we haven't confirmed it, but Chris Sims is my source on it. He was playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he turned it down because he said John Gruden would probably kill him if he took that. And I broke the news to Jesse Palmer last hour. Uh, you know, it was it was honest. It was raw radio. And you got to hear a grown man who I think, you know, he, was, he got sacked right there. Um, I think he got he got humbled a little bit that Chris Sims was the first choice for The Bachelor. Yes, Seton. It's like his entire world was turned upside down. Yes, it was. When yes. you heard when you gave him that news. Yeah. Um, my job is not to pick and choose who I give it to and when I give it to them. I just give it to them. I'm a journalist. And as a journalist, I had to tell him Chris Sims was the first selection as a NFL quarterback to be the bachelor. Mark Sanchez, uh, a former quarterback, he will join us coming up. I think we got a theme show here with uh, Chris Sims, Jesse Palmer, and Mark Sanchez. You got uh, rounds two and three coming up tonight. You start to look at how the quarterbacks played out with Tua going where he went. They went where I thought they would go. I, I thought maybe Jordan Love would last to the second round and maybe a team like Carolina would take him. But that wouldn't have been the case because the Colts would have taken him. You, you know, everybody wants to hand out grades. And it's difficult to do that because if I, if I hand out grades right now, you're talking about two or three years from now where that comes back and haunts you. You really have to wait two or three years before you get a true assessment of what a team did. But there's no fun in that. Do I like Joe Burrow going where he went? Yes. Chase Young where he went? Yes. The Lions, you know, the Lions interviewed Tua. And they admitted they interviewed Tua. Now, I thought if, if you're Detroit, you got to look at this. Uh, and, and why wouldn't you look at this and say, could we take Tua, have him sit for a year, then could we maybe trade Matthew Stafford? You know, you start to look at the numbers and it doesn't work. And then I was told by a source, Detroit has to win this year or there are going to be people who are fired. The Giants, I thought you, you would take Isaiah Simmons. And, you know, get a tackle. I get it. Did you get the best tackle? I don't know that. Isaiah Simmons went to Arizona. I was really surprised he slipped to eight. Uh, I was surprised that Ruggs went to the Raiders at 12. But if Al Davis were still alive, Al Davis would have taken Henry Ruggs. He loved that straight-ahead speed. Uh, Jerry Judy to the Broncos is a smart choice. I love C.D. Lamb lasting to 17 with the Cowboys. Dolphins getting Austin Jackson. He's a big guy out of USC. It feels like he's going to 
you know, the Dolphins are probably a year away. If you look at Tua, maybe a year away. If Austin Jackson's able to develop into a legitimate NFL tackle, you're you know, a year away. You got some cap room there. Tampa Bay takes uh, Tristan Wirfs, who could have been a top 10 pick, and they get him 13. You got a, you know, a tackle here for uh, Tom Brady. Uh, so just I, I love the uh, Kenneth Murray pick, that inside linebacker from Oklahoma for the Chargers. And Chargers defense is great. Really great. I told you that I got from a source with the Odell Beckham stuff that there was no truth to it. What did I tell you when I first heard that? They were going to take a wide receiver in the draft. And what did they do last night? They took Justin Jefferson out of LSU. There was no story there. Do I think that Odell Beckham will eventually be traded in the next two years? Yes, I do. But Minnesota, from what I was told, they were taking a wide receiver. They took a wide receiver. And the quote I got was, why did we get rid of a headache to bring in a headache? Uh, Patrick Queen with the Ravens. I love him out of LSU. Uh, Who else? Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Chiefs, (laughs) you add to their offense. That's fun. And if you're Patrick Mahomes and you're watching your, your draft and you're going, oh, yes. I got a guy who is a great pass catcher. And remember when we had Joe Burrow on? And I asked him about who is the best player on the team. Like, who's the most valuable player? He didn't even hesitate. He, he said, Clyde is a freak. And I'm going to take it from Joe Burrow that uh, his running back goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. But it was fun. You know, the Saints get uh, Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan. And I know it's a center and nobody cares. That's, those guys start. And then you look back and you go, oh, that's right. You got him in the draft. It feels like guards and centers are easier to handicap here. It's, it's really hard to look at a tackle. I think you can whiff on tackles now more than you can wide receivers. And it used to be the other way around. I think it's, it's because if you look at the defense or press coverage that you have in, in the NFL, it's different for these wide receivers to get separation. Uh, you know, the quality of the defense is obviously better. The tackles, to me, that's a great mystery. Because you can have somebody and say, I'm going to take him. Like Eric Fisher. Didn't Eric Fisher go number one overall out of Central Michigan? You, and, so there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees whatsoever. You know, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, I was all, always under the impression maybe he was the uh, third or fourth best tackle in the draft. He goes to the Giants. I was surprised. I thought they were going to go Isaiah Simmons because it feels like Isaiah Simmons is a guy that you say, hey, why don't you just dominate? Go out there and, you know, be a junior sale, you know, freelance like LT did. Go get him. Have some fun out there. But uh, we got more football coming up tonight. I know it's not action, but uh, it's still kind of satisfied the craving there. Yeah, McLovin. What do you think of your Chargers getting, uh, you said Kenneth Murray, they're kind of loaded on defense. I know. We look at them as an offense. Now you get Herbert. I don't think Herbert plays this year. Uh, I mean, maybe he gets some time. But Tyrod Taylor with that team, they should be a really good team. But you got to be a really good team because you're in the AFC West. You, you, know, you, you can't go, are we the best team in the AFC? You're not the best team in the AFC West. And just the high bar that you have there. And you're going to have to wait a year to see if Justin Herbert is maybe your franchise quarterback. But that defense, they're, I look at them as much as being a defensive team as I do an offensive team. And this is a team that two years ago, I thought they were a Super Bowl team. I thought they were the most talented team that I saw. You go from 12-4 and four to 5-11. and 11. 
And then Philip Rivers is in Indianapolis there. Yeah, McLevin. What do you think of a Saints-Bucks rivalry this year? They seem like they're on a collision course. Should be. If, if the Buccaneers are good enough to get up to that level with the, with the Saints. Uh, I was also looking at a, a tweet by our buddy uh, Adam Lefko. The Saints and Packers have Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Now, this is the final Super Bowl window for both of those guys. Drew Brees is 41. He already signed the deal with NBC. That's for next season. The Saints drafted an offensive lineman for Drew Brees. The Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers, heir apparent. Thank you, Polly. Thank you. It's courtesy. So what, is he saying one of them is drastically right and one of them is drastically <laughs> wrong, or is he just pointing it out? We're just pointing out the Saints are building, they're, they're in for this year. The Packers were a win away from the Super Bowl, and they're already looking at their future. Now, they're going to they're gonna be in the now and, and deal with the current situation coming up tonight and over the weekend. But they use – this wasn't a value pick, by the way. And, I, and, and when I first saw it, I go, I, I, you know, where was Jordan Love on all the big boards here? And he was projected to be end of the first round. Maybe a talent that was greater than that. But this isn't a value pick where you go, oh, my God, we can't pass him up. That's the amazing part of it for me. Now, you couldn't have stayed at 30 and gotten him because, from what I'm told, the Colts were going up and they were going to get him. I don't know how high up they were going to get him, but they were going up to get him. And that makes a lot of sense for the Colts. And I, the Colts are going to draft a quarterback tonight, from what I'm told. But you were going to go up. You couldn't because they beat you to it. But don't look at this and say, boy, the Packers, man, they got a value pick here. No, you traded up. To get this guy. And you can't sit there and go, you know, maybe he'll work out as a, you know, our franchise quarterback. Maybe he'll take over for Aaron Rodgers. You're drafting him and using a first-round pick. Now, granted, it's not like you're using a top-10 pick and the money that you'll spend. But, you know, you went all in on him. I saw this last night, courtesy of the NFL Network. Our good buddy Rich Eisen was hosting the, the, uh, the charity, the uh, telethon there uh, for the NFL Network with uh, those affected by uh, COVID-19. Kevin Hart was on there. Uh, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Michael Strahan, Deion, Deion Sanders, and then Tom Brady himself. And of course, and it's not a feud. It's just maybe a misunderstanding or a disagreement on who owns the rights to Tampa Bay t-shirts. We created it. He trademarked it. Uh, you'd think that we could be partners, but we decided this is the last day. You can order the Tampa Bay t-shirts. Well, Kevin Hart picked up on this, and this is Kevin Hart calling out Tom Brady for taking the name Tampa Bay from the well-listened-to popular Dan Patrick show. Hey, Tom, yeah, and what a what a humble move to call Tampa Tampa. What a jerk. You know, I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what, a humble, what a humble thing to do, Tom, as soon as he lands there. Tom, what do you think about Tampa Bay? Talking about Tampa? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, now we know. Yeah, Paulie. This is our stupid idea. We were stupid way before Tom was. Way before. Yeah. We kind of uh, cornered the market on stupidity. Yes. Yeah. He's trademarked our stupidity. Yes. Dang, right out from under us. I know. Well, we weren't smart enough. We were stupid right. enough. We just weren't smart enough. Nobody produces <laughs> dumb content faster than us. I know. Accurate. I know. Uh, Sean in Nebraska joins us. Hey, Sean, what's on your mind today? 
Hey, Dan. Uh, so as a Buffalo Bills fan, I have to begrudgingly say that the Patriots are putting on a master class in tanking, and the Green Bay Packers could definitely uh, take some notes. I think going into this season, you had very similar outlooks, aging quarterbacks, really good team that's maybe not good enough to win the Super Bowl, don't have a lot of cap space, probably not going to make them good enough to win the Super Bowl. So rather than wait, they just rip the Band-Aid off. Bill Welichek trades back into the second round. You can still get first-round talent at that fifth pick. They don't have to pay the guy. And I think somewhere along the way, they're probably going to shed a veteran here, and maybe even for another draft pick. I don't think they'll take a quarterback in this draft. They'll wait on that because they don't see that talent coming up. And whereas the Packers, I think they are handing Aaron Rodgers his hat and telling him to, you know, slowly walk out the door, but they they really should just, you know, give it to him straight. Yeah, I, I think we might be overreacting just a little bit there, Sean, but thanks for the phone call. Rodgers is still playing at an elite level, had a great year last year. They're 13-3. and three. They're a win away from the Super Bowl. They're not that far off, and you still have your quarterback. The Patriots don't have a quarterback. They have Jared Stidham. There's no way Bill Belichick is tanking. Just not. Jacksonville, meanwhile, come on down. Jacksonville feels like he's going to do a great job in tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Yes, Paulie. The Patriots have a second-round draft pick, and then they have four-thirds and two fourth-round draft picks to trade up. You know they're going to take a quarterback, and we're all going to go nuts like, oh, what did they see in him? What did we miss with Jacob Eason or whoever they take? I get the feeling that they're going to take they're going to they're going to bring in a quarterback. I when the draft is over, that's what I want to see with what happens with Andy Dalton. Do the Bengals cut him? Uh, what happens to Cam Newton and what happens to Jameis Winston? If you're a team, see, I thought Pittsburgh was going to be interested in Jordan Love, and I forgot all about the Colts last night because when you look at Ben, that his backup, he doesn't have good backups here. But if you can go Jordan Love and I can give you maybe two years with Ben, that to me would have made a lot of sense. But uh, the Packers might be three years away from using him, but I don't think you can look at this and go, you know, the Patriots used a second-round pick on Garoppolo. If they had used a first-round pick on Garoppolo, then you'd have a situation, I think, similar to what's going on here with the Green Bay Packers. We got a winner on the uh, scoreboard, Todd's scoreboard, that he spends way too much time on every single morning. (laughs) The numbers are 10 and 74. Jake in Colorado is the winner. Uh, I wonder if this has anything to do with the Broncos since it's Jake in Cleveland. So 10 and 74 are the numbers. The the clue, you're good. Just leaving. Yep. Just starting. The first number is just leaving. The second number has to do with just starting both this date in history, both NFL related. Mm. Uh, Let me see. Just leaving somebody. 16 years ago today, NFL draft. Right. Supposed to be playing somewhere and said, nah, I'm going to go somewhere else. Just leaving. Jersey number 10. Eli Manning. There you go. That's the 10. Eli Manning, 16 years ago today, drafted it by the Chargers. They went to the Giants. All right. And the second number is a team we've been talking a lot about, something special that happened on this date in history in 1974. They were just starting. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFL granted a franchise to the Bucks. This date in history in 74, Eli Manning 10, Buccaneers 1974. Thank you, Todd. Welcome. Thank you, Todd. 
These are tough, man. It's fun. We're making it interesting. I gotta yeah, I know. try to step up the game a little bit. You yeah, gotta right. earn the right to win. Dan in North Carolina joins us. Hi, Dan. What do you have for me today? Hey, uh, how you doing? Five ten, one fifty. Hope you guys are having a. Thank you very much. Hope you guys are having a good meat Friday. Uh, I'm about to enjoy some dove and uh, venison tenderloin myself. Getting to the meat of my phone call. That's you out of the day, Todd. Uh, I've been listening to you for years. Um, thank you, Todd. Um, I've been listening to you for years, and it seems like every year you say you have to wait two to three years yes. before you can actually analyze the draft picks. Yes. Um, I'd like to know who you think, just in the first round, uh, best and worst pick from the 2017 NFL draft. And uh, hello to chat row and suck it front left. All right. Whoa. I think that's me. No, I think it is. That's fine. I think, thank you, Dan. Uh, can you look at the 2017 draft there, Paulie? Yeah. Hold on one second. Okay. Hold on a second. Uh, McLovin, update the poll results. Uh, Mark Sanchez, the uh, former quarterback, will join us coming up here. Will Aaron Rodgers end his career in Green Bay? 64% say no. Evan in Indiana joins us. Hey, Evan. Hey, Dan. I want to say 6'2", 243, and falling. Um, thank you guys for helping me get through my morning run. Makes it a lot more fun. Quick question. Do you really think Jake Fromm or Jalen Hurts goes at either 2 or 12 tonight to uh, Indy to replace Phillip Rivers? And I'll hang up and listen. I don't I, – I, I, once again, you don't just take a quarterback to take a quarterback. Take a quarterback you think fits your system. That's the, that's the key. And Jordan Love, if they looked at him and they like what they saw, then great. But, you know, you could use a wide receiver there. And if he's not the right guy, then don't take – you don't go, um, you know, we didn't get him. Let's take Jalen Hurts. You can't do it that way. Yeah, McLovin. Is it a stretch to say if they liked love, maybe they want a big, strong-arm guy like Eason? Could be. Similar qualities? Yeah. I hear good things about Eason, you know, but once again, it's the measurables. I don't know his personality. I, you know. But but I hear you know good things. Yeah, Paulie. Going back to the 2017 draft, I'll go quickly. Browns took Miles Garrett. He's a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Bears took Mitch Trubisky. Not good. Niners took Solomon Thomas, and he's not great. He's not bad. And I thought he was going to be great. Jaguars took Fournette in the four spot, and he's getting better. But nah, he's done. Corey Davis of the Titans. Ooh. That's not good. Jamal Adams of the Jets. Safety. Very good. Mike Williams of the Chargers, injured his first year, but playing well now. Wide yes. receiver. Good. Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers. Very good. Bengals drafted John Ross, little speedy wide receiver out of Washington. Not good. <laughs> and then Chiefs took Mahomes, New Orleans took Lattimore, the defensive back, and Texans took Deshaun Watson. But you look at all of those guys, they're all, I mean, there's some great players. Garrett could be, you know, a 10-time Pro Bowl player. Uh, Jamal Adams, uh, all-pro player. Mike Williams is very good. Uh, McCaffrey with what he's done. Patrick Mahomes, you know, could be a Hall of Famer. Marshawn Lattimore is very good. Deshaun Watson is great. Who else? Do you, uh... If you go to the end of the first round, T.J. Watt, Pro Bowler at the 30th pick, and then Tredavious White, the defensive back of LSU with the Bills, he's really good. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you can look, you can give grades. I'm just talking about giving an accurate grade. Because we, we all want to go, well, hey, what do you think? Give them an A. Give them. Miami got an A. I saw you know some drafts where, hey, they got a tackle and they got a quarterback. First of all, I don't know if the tackle's good. Austin Jackson out of uh, uh, USC. And what if Tua is not healthy? So, hey, I gave you an A. I don't know. That's why I always say, give me at least two years where I can see you know, where we're going on this. I know we want it now, and you know 
maybe it's a uh, like cheap way for me to get out of giving a grade here. I don't do this for a living from the standpoint of assessing the talent there. I do talk to people who do this, but you know, if you're saying, hey, what do you think of, you know, throw out a name, Isaiah Simmons. I think he's going to be a dominating player. But understand this. It's not like you're crappy in college and then you get drafted in the first round. Everybody's good. You can, you can make a tape where everybody looks great. But that's not what the NFL is all about. Hey, I got a great tape in college. Mitchell Trubisky probably had a great tape. Vince Young had a great tape. He had one of the best performances ever. He, he won the Rose Bowl. I mean, I, we assumed he was going to be very good. That's why when you give out grades, it's always an, I'd give out an incomplete because I don't know. I just, just don't know. And that might be mean-spirited, give Mitchell Trubisky an incomplete. Actually, that's pretty nice. We'll yeah, take that. Yeah, all right. We'll take a break. Mark Sanchez will join us, get his thoughts on uh, what unfurled last night in the draft and how would he feel if he was Aaron Rodgers today. 22 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. You're checking things all the time, checking your email, checking yourself out in the mirror. Todd likes to do that. He always checks his guns. I do. Yes, you do. Thank you, Todd. It's been a while, though, unfortunately. How about checking something important as your credit? By the way, you've lost weight. You look good. You've, you've, you've lost some weight. I you. lost a couple. Yeah, you have. I got a ways to go. I know. A waste to go? But I do. A ways, oh, oh, a ways, ways to, to go. go. My bad. But doing a lot of walking around the neighborhood like a zombie. Discover is now offering FICO credit scores. <laughs> Check your score. <laughs> no, I really care. I care about it. Wow. Discover I This is a 15-second read, Todd. It's like a throwaway Discover line. credit scorecard. Free for everyone. Discover.com. Discover a salad. Uh, let me change it. <laughs> Come on. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way in the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our celebrity interviews this week from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. Former NFL, USC quarterback, He's Mark Sanchez. Uh, Showtime Sports teamed up with uh, former NFL quarterback Mark Sanchez. A new digital series of in-depth, engaging conversations he had with uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Justin Herbert, and Jordan Love. It's called Intangibles, presented by Fourth and Forever, released this week on Showtime Sports' YouTube channel. Mark also served as a Super Bowl correspondent on Inside the NFL on Showtime this past season. And Mark joins us now. And whoa, look at that mustache. What, where'd you, whoa, is that a quarantine mustache here? Quarantine mustache. My mom thinks I look like Pancho Villa. <laughs> you do. <laughs> if you, if you had one of those sombreros on or, or a seventies quarterback, you look like. Right. Yeah. I, could, I don't know. It wasn't as bad as I thought. And uh, <laughs> once my kid got into it, I know they were talking about playing the guitar, but I need my co-star with me. I got a three-year-old son. Yeah, we yeah we uh, heard that you've been practicing guitar, so I I thought that maybe we we roll this out. We got to do it. We'll do it in the next couple of weeks. We'll okay. work on the song. But he loves uh that old town road song, <laughs> and he I'm literally carrying him into like media day at Super Bowl, and he sees Lil Nas X. Yeah, and 
I didn't know, no offense to him, I didn't know what he looked like because I hadn't seen the music video. I just knew the song. <laughs> and my son's the one, this three-year-old boy goes, Dada, Dada, Old Town Road. Staring at him, pointing at him. And I'm like, well, don't point because that's rude. But who are you pointing at? <laughs> All right, what do you change? Let me start with Jordan Love going to the Packers because sure. this wasn't a value pick. They went up to get him. How would you yeah. feel if you're Aaron Rodgers? The same way Favre probably felt. Um, it's it's difficult, but at the same time, I said this leading up to the draft that a perfect place for either Herbert or Jordan Love was a place like New Orleans or Green Bay, where you have an established starter. So there shouldn't be any question. As in that organization or outside that organization, I know the media will make it bigger than it needs to be. But Aaron Rodgers is a clear-cut starter for as long as he wants to be. And until his play declines, which I don't see happening anytime soon, I mean, he's still got another five-plus years if he really wants to. You know, he's one of those Tom Brady kind of guys who could do it for as long as he wants. But then why do it, Mark? Well, I think you're, you're grooming your next guy because you want to get – they love Aaron so much, in my opinion – they want to get some of the best of Aaron out of or in, injected into Jordan Love. And he needs to be around him because Jordan Love, to be completely frank, I don't think in my opinion that he's ready to go into an NFL locker room and go on that field and start day one, especially with an offseason like this. That just makes it even worse for somebody like that because he can damage his confidence and ruin him for the rest of his career. So especially a franchise like that, a storied franchise where the quarterbacks are pretty solid, um, you got to give them a chance to learn from someone like that. And Aaron benefited from that. And it was Aaron's Instagram last night. Favre was like joking about it. Or, you know, you saw that? Yeah. Wait, like, he wasn't know, joking 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dang. And then it really happened. I was like, oh, God. this is It's going to be weird on the outside, but I think Aaron will have learned from that situation that he was in. And hopefully, you know, take him under his wing or at least have the professional courtesy to, to help him out from time to time. I'm not saying he has to just completely give up his job because that's Aaron's job. But it, this is the best situation for Jordan Love, I really think. And uh, somewhere like New Orleans would have been great, too, where you have a guy, like I said, who's an established starter. You don't have to worry about it. It's called Intangibles, presented by Fourth and Forever. You sat down with Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Justin Herbert, and Jordan Love. You're talking about intangibles, and I bring this up when it comes to trying to assess who's going to be able to make that next leap into the NFL. They all have talent. Everybody's got a great highlight reel. It's Tom Brady... He doesn't have, you know, the, the physical gifts as much as he has the intangibles. Uh, Drew Brees the same way. You can say Peyton Manning. Like, what is it that you're looking for, Mark, with these intangibles, with these young quarterbacks? Well, I think some of it is just mental toughness. What, what have they been through? What, um, what experience have they had and have they bounced back from, good or bad? Um, also, you know, that's part of their self-confidence. Just watching their tape and speaking the language with them. What, can, can I try and walk them down a road to correcting themselves? Are they their own toughest critic? You know, things like that keep guys going for a long time in this league and keep you around for many years. But I, I think there's a little bit of that in all three of these guys. But like you said, they're all big enough. They're all strong enough. They're all fast enough. Yeah, sure, some guys are a little bigger, a little stronger, a little faster than the others. But they've all got something. Now it just depends on where you land. And to be totally honest – positioned perfectly is somebody like Jordan Love because he's going to reap the benefits yeah. just yeah. like Patrick Mahomes. People are comparing his his tape to Patrick Mahomes for a reason. There's freaky arm talent. He throws some amazing balls. 
but he also leaves you scratching your head sometimes like, well, what are you doing? What was that? Why, why there or why now? And every quarterback's done that. But when you string a couple of those together on one in one season, like he had last year, granted, he lost nine starters, coaching change, offensive change, offensive scheme change. That's fine. But that was a lot of interceptions for college at Utah State. So what did Patrick Mahomes do his last year at Texas Tech? He threw a lot of picks, too. A lot. And so they get him behind Alex Smith for a year, one of the best at taking care of the football, one of the best at understanding how his feet and progressions and everything is a part of timing. They all tie in together how to get through your progressions with Andy Reid, who's now been validated as a great coordinator, even though we've known that forever. Then what happens? Now you cut him loose after a year of just figuring things out, just examining, taking in information like a sponge, just soak it all in. And that's what you can potentially have. And if Jordan Love has any sense to him, which I think he does after sitting down with him, he's just going to be, without being, you know, an annoying little brother, he's got to be Aaron Rodgers' little brother and just watch him. How does he watch tape? Why are you looking at that? Ask questions without, you know, pissing the guy off. <laughs> Figure out what he's doing right, what he's doing wrong, and just make – Making he can't buy enough notebooks and pencils right now. That's like great. That that would be my first investment if I just learn from the guy because he's one of the best of all time. But if I look at this, Jordan Love's not going to play this year. I hope Tua doesn't play this year. We right. know Joe Burrow is going to play, but then yep. that brings me to Justin Herbert, and I don't think he's ready to play right now either. You got Tyrod Taylor, but I wonder how quickly. You know, in the old days. If you're drafted this high, as you know, I mean, you're going in and now you play. Right. And, and, you know, as Brady told me years ago, if I had played right away, I'd be out of the league. I needed yep. to understand how to slow the game down, all of those things. If you're the Chargers, what do you do with uh, Justin Herbert? Here's the problem. And I don't think Chargers fans are going to love this. They got a new stadium. It's a big media market. They're competing with uh, the Rams constantly. The Rams just went to the Super Bowl two years ago. So they need to sell jerseys, sell tickets. There's this other factor, this other force, right? This driving force of, you know, a monetary force, yeah. right? And so they're going to push. There's going to be pressure to play this kid if Tyrod Taylor goes three and out a couple times in a row, I guarantee it just because he was drafted so high, just because when you see him in training camp, I guarantee there's going to be highlights all over the, the, the news channels talking about, wow, did you see that ball? And look at how great his feet are. And he's so big. And I mean, you look at him, you fall in love with the kid. It's unbelievable. His physical attributes. He's six, six and ran a sub four, seven. It's freaky now. <laughs> so there's going to be pressure to play him. My only advice to Anthony Lynn, who's our running backs coach in uh, in New York with the Jets, just give him some time, man. Let him marinate. Let him sit in the oven. Take him out when he's ready and not a minute too soon or else you might spoil it. How many times – and you, you're playing against Brady twice a year in the AFC East. Did you ever look over or watch him on the field and go, how in the hell is he doing this? It, <laughs> so during the time he was still building some of that, he obviously had that aura around him. And, um, you know, there's like a, uh, man, as a competitor, you're like, you want to, you want to beat his ass. You know, you're not like, I'm not in this to, you know, uh, just wow at somebody. I want to yeah. go kick his, kick this guy's ass. But knowing what he's done and seeing him come back in games, like I'm telling you, I, I don't know if I had any nails left after that, um, after the divisional game in Foxborough, because they're starting to mount a comeback. Like we hit him hard early. Got him down early, and it's 28-14, but 
I mean, we're talking with three minutes left, that thing can flip quick. They could score 17 points fast. So you just have so much respect for the guy that in some ways you're terrified and in other ways you just want to go beat him, you know? So it's, it's, uh, but there's nothing, but but Mark, you're not watching Mahomes play quarterback. You're not watching Aaron Rodgers play quarterback. You're not watching Lamar. Like I'm looking at a guy who looks like a normal guy playing quarterback physically looks normal, but he's abnormal. Why? It's between his ears, man. He's, he's figured it out. He's, supremely confident and he um a lot like the military these guys get in these very difficult situations but they know exactly what to do they have a process they have a checklist and he can do it so quickly and he has this mental rolodex of you know coverages and blitzes and pressures that he's seen before and he can immediately pull it up without having to go through you know like certain people you gotta okay was that uh, two weeks ago, two years ago, <laughs> which AFC championship game was that? No, no, no. I guarantee you right away. Yeah. Hey, you know, 2014 versus the Broncos in the playoffs on the road, blah, blah, blah. I guarantee he knows that. And that's what's made him so good. He also, you can tell when you've been in the same system for a long time, Dan, when you have five options, you're not necessarily going through all five options. It's almost the, the guys who can process the quickest are the ones who know, okay, I'm definitely not going to him. I'm not going to him either. Now I'm down to three. And if there's any pressure, I have a contingency plan. I know exactly where to go. If this thing, if everything goes to crap, I know exactly where to go. And that's, that's been his thing. And then even when there's nowhere to go, he falls down. And that is <laughs> one of the hardest things to do. I'm telling you, he'll, no, you're right. he'll give somebody a gift. He'll give somebody a gift in the eighth row and just sail one yeah. almost out of the stadium. But he doesn't care because he knows there's a, there's a bigger goal in mind. I don't need that one play to beat you but that one play could lose the game for us. Well, that's what Nick Saban brought up because I said, what concerns you? And he said, because he ne- Tua never gives up on a play. And I said, yeah. like you, if Tom and Peyton didn't have anything there, they would just fall in the fetal, fetal position. Uh, right. You know, Russell Wilson is in between. He'll extend a play, but he'll get out of, like sure. he's smart. If I was one of these athletic quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks, I'd just say, study Russell Wilson. Because right. he picks his spots, when to run, when to slide, when to get out of bounds. Brady is just, hey, uh, nothing there. I'm going down. That's it. Exactly. And I, I guarantee you a lot of that for Russell Wilson, where he's learned that. And even his demeanor on the field, like constantly positive, that's so Pete Carroll. And after being around Pete for so long, he reminds you every single meeting when you start the year in training camp, he holds a football and he says, it's all about this. He says, when you hold this, you hold the hopes and dreams and aspirations of the entire franchise. Everything from the guy cooking the food in the cafeteria to the guy washing your dirty jock. This is the most important thing in our entire universe. Is that clear? It's all about the ball. That's it. So he knows, hey, man, I can't take hits and lose the football. I can't give the ball to the other team. And that's one of the hardest things to do is to give up, to say uncle on the field when you're so competitive. I mean, it's, it's easier to try and make, and I told Jordan Love this, I said, don't make me chicken salad out of chicken crap. I, I can't do that. If it's over, it's over, sail it. And it's hard. That's great advice. Um, it's called Intangibles, presented by Fourth and Forever, and it's uh, released this week on Showtime Sports YouTube channel. Mark Sanchez, Pancho Villa, the former NFL USC quarterback. Do you joke at all with Pete Carroll about when you were coming out and he didn't want you to come out and he said he would have – 
like he was going to throw himself in front of the door that he wouldn't let you out of USC to go pro. Do you, can you joke about yeah, that we, now? We actually talked about it a little bit, but the day <laughs> of, when it happened, when it actually happened. So, you know, the night before, I don't know if I, I don't know if I said it on this show or somewhere, but the night before he was in my apartment at school and we had in and out burger at like till like two in the morning. And we were just talking talking about life, talking about football, talking about our families and everything, you know? And he's like, literally like when he leaves, he just kind of like, Hey, listen, I'm not going to agree with you tomorrow, but you know, I want you to do well. Like I support you. I just, I don't agree with what you're doing. I, I would say that to my kid, you know, if he was you or whatever. And so I understood, well, it just came across so poorly. And then there's like the picture in the, <laughs> in the LA times where he's like walking off and I'm kind of like, <laughs> uh, are we shaking hands or what? And then, so it just looks of the optics of it looks so bad. Yeah, they do. And then I remember we left school, everything had ended. It, I kind of felt like a weird vibe in the room in the press conference. And then it just blew up. Oh, and, you know, right. this is 2009. So Twitter's starting to take off. And <laughs> I mean, it, it just like it, it exploded. And I remember him calling me and he goes, golly what the heck is going on i just said i disagree with you. I didn't say i don't like you or i don't support you like i said coach don't even worry about it i'm looking at the picture it looks like you don't know each other and if you do yeah, exactly. you hate each other it looks like 2020 passing some quarantine <laughs> like get away from me oh you know? it's weird but. great great appearance great to have you on mark thank you very much and uh good luck with showtime sports Appreciate it, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Mark Sanchez. That's good stuff. Yeah, I remember when Pete Pete Carroll didn't think Mark should go, and he was like, I'm going to throw myself in front of the door. I'm not letting you out, or I wouldn't let you out. I'm going, oh, my goodness. And the Jets traded up to get him. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Going to send this out to the chat row. Thank you for being part of the program every day through thick and thin. Tighter the moderator there, but thank you for keeping us honest on the program. We appreciate it. Here's Arcade Fire. If you're in Chicago and you've heard uh, the radio show on ESPN 1000, Sylvie and Waddle, it's uh, one of the great radio shows in America Mark Silverman, who is uh, works with Tom Waddle, the former NFL wide receiver. Uh, he's sick uh, under the weather, and we hope Sylvie is uh, feeling better. ESPN Radio 1000. But uh, Paulie went to school with him, and uh, Sylvie's been doing it for about 20 years, I believe, there on ESPN Radio 1000. So uh, our best to him uh, through this time. All righty, uh, final results of the poll question. McLevin, what do you have for me? Will Aaron Rodgers end his career in Green Bay? Still 62% say no. Okay. I don't think he does, but there's a feeling that I would have that if you said after two years he decided that he was done playing football and wanted to do something else, I would understand that. I don't know if he is like Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and like there's almost like they want to prove that they can play till they're 42 or 43 or 44 or 45. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers has that mindset to say, I want to continue to do this for another five years, six years. I, I just, I doesn't, he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Robin in California. Hi, Robin. What do you have for me today? 
How you doing, Dan? Great, Robin. Hey, um, I got a T-shirt suggestion for you, and I'm kind of surprised none of your Danettes never came up with this one. How does this sound? Trademark this, dot, 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 buck you. Buck you. Wow. Well, thank you, Robin. I, I don't need to poke the bear. <laughs> I like... I, I, I like Tom Brady. I respect Tom Brady. I just came up with a dopey idea. It's Tom's idea now with Tampa Bay. And, and you got an hour left and that's it. Then you're, we're done with selling the Tampa Bay t-shirts. You can go to the website and uh, you can pick them up. But no, no, I'm not here to poke the bear. It's a little aggressive. It is. I don't, you know, Buck you is, no, yeah. I don't think so. No. We wish Tom well with Tampa Bay. We do. We wish him nothing but happiness. Because you know what? He, he could use some good news in his life. You know, the guy's been through a whole lot. You know, he got yelled at for going into the park. He went into the wrong home. I'm happy. He got an offensive tackle. I'm, ho- I'm happy now that he's, 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 you know, things are turning around in his life. Yes, he what if in like 10 years from now, Tampa Bay is just the biggest thing in the world and it's like he has his own amusement park down there and it's, he's made a billion dollars off of it. And like, Damn it. It's OK. That was our idea. It's OK. I'm going to roll Damn the it. dice that, that he's not going to have Tampa Bay resorts. Oh, or, no. You, know, you like, don't know. Like Dolly World. Like, you know, Hollywood. Yeah. Dollywood. Yeah. I don't think so. But mm-hmm. hey, if we lose out, you know. It's not the first time I've lost out on, you know, that great investment there. <laughs> this day in sports history, Paul. 1994, David Robinson of the Spurs scored 71 points against the Clippers. That was to win the scoring title, wasn't yep. it? Didn't he beat Shaq? That's right. I think so. Uh, let me go around the room. What we learned on the program. Back left, Todd Fritz. What'd you learn? I think we all learned this. The year Jesse Palmer became the bachelor, Chris Sims was mm. also asked to do it before him. Wow. Once again, we're trying to get a second source aside from Chris Sims. McLovin. I cover run for Tampa Bay. Yeah, it was. It was good while it lasted. And, uh, you know, once again, we wish Tom the best of luck with that. Uh, Seton O'Connor. You absolutely ruined Jesse Palmer's weekend. I think I did. <laughs> I think I did. I think I crushed his spirits there. Yeah. Paulie, what'd you learn today? The Colts <laughs> liked love. They didn't love love. Mm. I think they love love. They just didn't love love the way the Packers love love. What did I learn, Todd? Chris Sims doesn't like the pack taking Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers only 35. They should have picked a defensive tackle. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. They make it easy to set up the right estate plan without leaving your home. Take care of your family today. The right estate plan at LegalZoom.com. We'll recap the draft and the next episode of the Bulls documentary on Monday with Reggie Miller. Thanks for joining us. Safe weekend.